This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about a hard topic, constipation in cats. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, Dr. Justine Lee. You know what I love? I love my cat, Lola, because she is so tolerant of my human kid, who's a toddler, whenever he tries to pick her up. But you know what I don't love? Cleaning up after Lola's litter box, which is why Arm & Hammer created new cloud control litter. There's no clouds of nasties when I scoop. It's 100% dust-free, free of heavy perfumes, and helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. New Cloud Control Cat Litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about constipation. And I know that probably sounds like a dirty topic that you're not interested in, but I probably treat a constipated cat at least once a week in the ER Vet. Why? Because it's more common than you think. I will say 95% of the time, it's in cats, not dogs. While checking your cat's litter box for feces may not top your list of priorities, it is so important. If your cat hasn't defecated in more than two to three days, please get to a veterinarian. That's because constipation can not only be uncomfortable, but it can be a chronic problem in cats. Know that it's not normal, but I do see it more often in middle age to geriatric cats. So cats typically greater than eight to nine to 10 years of age. The reason why we see constipation is typically from underlying medical problems. If your cat's dehydrated or if your cat has a stricture, in other words, there's something abnormal with the rectum or colon. If your cat had a history of having fractures, in other words, when it was a young kitten, maybe it was hit by a car and had a pelvic fracture, that can actually result in pelvis abnormalities that makes the lumen smaller for your cat to be able to defecate. Very rarely in very young kittens, I can see congenital problems, problems that they're born with, especially in Manx breed cats, where they have abnormal nerves innervating their colon or perineal region. So while it's not a common problem, it is a problem that needs to be treated. And again, this is really important to be able to recognize as a cat owner. That's because untreated, constipation can result in an abnormal enlargement of the colon. This is called megacolon, and it becomes really expensive and chronic to manage. So the sooner we can diagnose a problem with constipation, the sooner we can medically manage it and treat it. So what are some signs of constipation in cats? Well, first of all, 
you should be scooping your litter box at least once a day or using an automatic litter box. This is really important because the dirtier the litter box, the less frequently your cat's gonna use the box. And that can ultimately lead to urinary problems or even fecal problems. If you notice that your cat hasn't defecated in two to three days, if you notice that your cat's having fecal accidents right outside of the box, or if they're making multiple trips to the litter box, that may be a sign of constipation. If you notice that your cat is taking longer periods of time in the box, they usually are in there for one or two minutes, and now they're staying in there for five to six minutes, something's wrong. If they're crying in the box or straining in the litter box, or if you notice excessively dried feces in the box or around the litter box, these are all signs of constipation. Sometimes it can actually become so severe, I will see secondary vomiting, dehydration, or not eating as a result. Now, if you notice any of these signs, you want to get to your family practitioner immediately. The sooner we can treat it and the sooner we can diagnose it, the less expensive and the less traumatic it's going to be for your cat. I will sometimes see this in the ER vet clinic where cat owners are bringing in their cat because they haven't defecated for the past two to three days and now their cat is profusely vomiting from it. And they oftentimes will bring in their cat in the middle of the night. So the sooner we can diagnose it and the sooner we can treat it, the better for you. The way that we're going to diagnose constipation is typically based on two things. Physical examination, in other words, when I palpate your cat's abdomen and feel a lot of feces in the back part of the abdomen or the colon, and based on historical findings, me asking you questions to find out some more information. The most important way of diagnosing it is a third way, which is x-rays. X-rays are a non-traumatic, really easy way for us to be able to look and see how much feces is in the colon how dilated the colon is, and it lets us look at the bones of the pelvis to make sure there aren't any old fractures or injuries that may cause a decreased diameter for feces to leave the body. Now, I typically recommend a few other tests, and that's because a normal, healthy cat should never be constipated. They should normally defecate once a day. If for some reason you notice that your cat has constipation or your cat was just recently diagnosed with it, I always recommend doing a blood test and a urine test. I want to specifically look at a CBC, a complete blood count, and a chemistry panel, along with a thyroid test, a urinalysis, and potentially a urine culture. I know that sounds a bit expensive, but the main reason why is the only time I commonly see constipation is when your cat has a water balance problem. And so doing that blood work lets us look at the kidney function, the liver enzymes, the salt balance, the white and red blood cells, the protein levels, the thyroid function of your cat. It helps us rule out problems like diabetes or other underlying issues that can affect your cat's ability to concentrate their urine. We'll continue with this really important topic right after these messages from our sponsors. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite is nutrition. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-3, omega-6, vitamin E. And now, six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet
to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Today, we're talking about a dirty but an important problem that we see in cats in the ER vet, and that's constipation. We've already talked about how middle-aged to geriatric cats are typically more at risk for developing constipation. We talked about what signs to look for, and we also talked about how we're going to diagnose it based on historical findings, me asking you important questions, physical examination findings, and potentially x-rays and blood work. So what's the treatment for constipation in cats? Now, if your cat was just diagnosed with constipation, you always want to seek treatment sooner than later. And if you're a longtime listener to ER Vet, you've heard me say this before. Whenever we diagnose any medical problem or any poisoning, the sooner you treat it, the less expensive it will be for you and the better the prognosis for your pet. So get your vet right away. Treatment for constipation in cats typically includes a few things. First of all, we need to diagnose an underlying medical problem. And again, that's because water balance is so important in cats. And if they become even a little bit dehydrated, that can result in constipation. Remember, cats are desert creatures. And so we oftentimes don't see them drinking water, especially if they're on canned food because they're getting the majority of their water through canned food. If you notice your cat drinking more or you notice bigger clumps of urine in the litter box, bigger than your fist of your hand, you have to do blood work on your cat. Because most of the time when I see an underlying medical problem like kidney failure, diabetes, or an overactive thyroid, those situations can cause chronic dehydration in your cat and chronic constipation. The next part of treatment for constipation is fluid therapy. I oftentimes will treat cats on what I call an outpatient basis. Most of the time, I don't need to hospitalize a cat in the ER, but I do want to make sure to give them a lot of fluids under the skin to hydrate them, or in severe cases, I'll actually hospitalize them for IV fluids for 12 to 24 hours. When we hydrate your cat, that increases water to the colon. The third part of treatment for the constipated cat are dietary changes. There are certain types of high fiber prescription foods or low residue prescription foods that act as bulking agents. They help push the feces out of the colon. So dietary changes are a key important factor in treating constipation. The fourth treatment are laxatives. Now, you never want to give a laxative without talking to your veterinarian, but there are several types that you can get over the counter that you can safely give to your cat, provided your cat will eat it. Oral psyllium products, such as Metamucil, can be mixed into canned food, and I typically will use one to four teaspoons per meal. Now, if your cat doesn't normally eat canned food, I always recommend starting to wean your cat onto canned food. I'm a huge advocate of feeding canned food to cats. And the main reason why is we know that chronic kidney failure is one of the top killers of older cats. And the more I can get a cat used to canned food, the more I can actually gruel down extra water into that canned food to entice my cat to drink more. I will use hot water and mix it with a little bit of canned food and gruel it down just to make sure my cat is more hydrated. You can mix in small amounts of Metamucil or another laxative is called Miralax, which is polyethylene glycol. I oftentimes will give a quarter of a teaspoon every 12 hours in constipated cats, but obviously please talk to your veterinarian or your ER vet about what laxatives to use and never use them without making sure your cat has a physical exam first. The next treatment of constipation are enemas. Never, ever, ever give an over-the-counter enema to your cat without consulting your vet. That's because the brand Fleet Enema can kill a cat. 
If you give one fleet enema to your cat, it results in severe electrolyte and salt balance problems. It causes abnormal calcium, phosphorus, and can actually cause secondary kidney failure. As a pet owner, you should never be going near your cat's rectum or colon and leaving that responsibility to your veterinarian or your ER vet. In the hospital, I will oftentimes administer several enemas made up of large amounts of lactulose, water, sterile lubrication, to help safely hydrate the colon and remove the feces from your cat's colon. But again, please don't do this as a cat owner. Now, some veterinarians will do a procedure called deobstipation. I rarely do this personally. With severe cases of constipation, your cat may actually need to be sedated so the feces can be manually removed from the colon. Again, a procedure that should only be done by a veterinarian and only under heavy sedation. Again, I rarely do this because I find really good success, at least in my experience, with fluid therapy and giving enemas. Keep in mind there are some long-term prescription medications that we can also prescribe in severe cases. These drugs are called promotility drugs. What that means is they're going to promote the intestines and colon to contract more, and they can even increase the water content in the colon. These include drugs that are prescription like cisapride or lactulose. Cisapride is a pill, while lactulose is a really sticky medication. And oftentimes these are dosed two to three times a day until the feces is softer. Remember, never give any prescription medication without consulting with your veterinarian first. Lastly, surgery can be a consideration. This is super rare and I never advocate for this because this is really invasive. So this really should only be done if your cat has end-stage severe constipation or that really dilated colon called megacolon. This should always be done by a board-certified veterinary surgeon. And we only ever do this if your cat has failed medical management. In other words, you've done blood work to make sure your cat doesn't have metabolic problems. You've tried fluid therapy. You've tried long-term dietary changes, including canned food. You've tried laxatives. You've tried enemas at your vet or deobstipation. You've tried long-term prescription medications. If all of those things fail, then sometimes surgery is a consideration. I will mention, even though it's a sad topic, some owners will consider euthanasia because dealing with severe constipation can be chronically uncomfortable for your cat and pretty intensive for cat owners. Please know that you should talk to your veterinarian about this for unmanageable cases. I know this isn't a normal topic that people want to hear about, but it is something that I see at least once a week in the ER vet. It can be expensive to treat. It can be frustrating for cat owners, and it can be hard on the cat too. So just know, while it can be a chronic problem, constipation does respond well to medical management. When in doubt, please talk to your vet. Most importantly, as your cat ages, please make sure you have appropriate kitty litter husbandry. That doesn't mean that your husband takes care of the litter boxes. That means you take care of the litter boxes correctly. My two simple rules is N plus one litter boxes. You have two cats, you need N plus one or three litter boxes. You have one cat, one plus one equals two. You need two litter boxes. Just because you have more litter boxes doesn't mean that you scoop less frequently. Cats prefer larger litter boxes. They also prefer clean litter boxes with clumping litter. If your cat's litter box is really dirty, your cat's less likely to use a litter box, which can potentially worsen constipation. So again, make sure you're cleaning the litter box appropriately, make sure you're scooping it frequently, and even though it's a dirty job, it is important for your cat's health. 
Well, that brings me to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook at Dr. Justine Lee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making the show ER Vet possible. See you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.